Welcome to Conspiracy Say What? Today we're talking about. I'm Shinrikyo. Yeah, I'm Cameron. <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Allie. And we're talking about. Cults. Cults. One cult in particular that started in Japan in the 1980s. Uh, Om Shinrikyo. I'm not going to spell it for you because I had a really time spell it, hard time spelling it for myself. <laughs> I kept putting an extra N in it. So Om Shinrikyo was, is, was. Is? Well, it's not called that anymore, but okay. it is still It morphed is. into something else. But in 1980s, it was Om Shinrikyo. And I've before seen. that, it was oh, uh, two yes. other things okay. as well. So a man named yeah. Shoko Asahara, which is mm-hmm. not his birth name, but I did not put his birth name in here. Wait, I thought it was Asahara Shoko. Shoko was his first name, right? No, Shoko Asahara. Shoko Asahara. Oh. Yep. Okay. It's Shoko Asahara, um, but that, that is not his name. No. Born yeah. with a different name. He changed his name at some point in life. He is a nerd was a nerd yeah he was also a school bully and a champion for social outcasts and he became obsessed with money and power and at a young age derailed. what <laughs> and then everything derailed well i mean those are all things you need to become a successful cult leader indeed <laughs> true it never becomes a cult unless things derail and, and you're obsessed with money and power <laughs> I mean, I guess I won't say never becomes a cult, but yeah. The biggest thing about them, though, is they are doomsday people, which is the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about them anyway, just because doomsday is fun. It's interesting how some cults start out as, like, all peace, love, and light, and then turn into doomsday cults. Like, mm-hmm. we're all gonna die! Yeah, that wasn't even their initial, like, quest yeah. with this, this cult either. Like, that morphed once so, we So, yeah, got this deleted. was basically a group of anime nerds who liked hanging out together and it was called Om Immortal Divine Wizard Association. Association. Indeed. Which that is was a the original w- name, but that was one that failed, name. right? Yeah, yeah. Well let's let's go back first to like Asahara himself before we start talking about all of the deep cuts. Like three <laughs> different cults. <laughs> for this one man. Three or four possibly. Okay. Which I guess now technically like five. Because it's split into two eventually. Yeah. Which is a whole it's other thing. It's two new ones. We'll talk about that at the end. But Shoko Asahara himself. Man, cult leader, acupuncturist. That's what he was. And he, Chinese medicine man. Yeah. As, as Jen kind of said, he was kind of a bully, but it didn't start that way. He started just, he was born partially blind, so he kind of had some struggles growing up. And he was from a very, 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 very poor family. Mm-hmm. And he was like one of, I think, like four kids or something like that. Or and I believe his brother was... Fully blind. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so he was partially blind. He believed, however, at some point in his life, after becoming a bully and kind of a dick, he believed that acupuncture could solve his blindness. Uh, he thought that if he learned it well enough, he could use those skills to fix his eyes. Didn't work. So instead, he started selling medication illegally, <laughs> uh, as you do. It's, it's a perfect bridge there. Actually, I read something that said he was 
selling fake medication. Like, yeah, I did read a couple things that said which it was is also fake. illegal. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, it is he wasn't illegal. Like selling real drugs, he was selling people like purple water and being like, "This will cure your arthritis." Actually, I guess that's yeah. not technically illegal. I mean, it is technically it's fraud. True. So it's fraud because you're not selling the illegal thing you're I mean, supposed to be selling. In Japan and America, it's two different, very, very different things. Because in America, they're just like, whatever. I did actually just see a video today about a guy who got arrested for selling an undercover cop fake weed. Anyway. Anyway, anyway once he got jailed, uh, he went to prison for a little while. It's just a couple of years. It sounded like, like two years, something like that. Uh, then he comes out a brand new man. And it's going to be multiple see. versions of that man. <laughs> A lot of versions. He does morph. Uh, He starts three different cults, technically, is kind of how it starts. But the first one is actually based off of a real religion that he followed, which he... So, he followed Agon Shu, which was a religion, or is a religion, I should say, that is based on these ancient slash debated scriptures from Buddha. So they believe that this is actually original Buddhism. That's kind of what they're trying to follow. It became a legal religion in Japan in 1981. So just about a year before he starts his first cult. Sweet. Uh, so he starts to follow Agon Shu, but the problem is he doesn't have any control. He doesn't have any power. He doesn't have anything that a good cult leader really wants. So... He then leaves, and he and his wife, we're going to talk about his wife later, because she's always thrown into this, and I don't think it's fair. Uh, he and his wife start the first cult, which is the Heavenly Blessing Association. Not doesn't really, really roll off the tongue. I don't know if it rolls off the tongue better in Japanese, maybe. So they started up the Heavenly Blessing Association because they wanted to gain followers, and they wanted to do what they wanted, and it failed. Uh, so then they got themselves a new startup. Too bad the Kickstarter wasn't around at the time. Just kickstart your cult. Just be like, we need a couple million Shark dollars <laughs> and some really awkward members. Cult Shark Tank? Cult Shark Tank. Oh my god, I would watch that. I would watch Cult Shark Tank. I got the oh my best god. idea. Oh, that would be so good. Um, someone's going to take that now. They're going to steal your idea. Uh, Trademark. They changed themselves to the Ohm Divine Wizard Association or maybe Immortal Wizard Association. Everything sounds better in Japanese. Yeah, it does. I I want this whole podcast to be in Japanese now. I saw this in Japanese and that's not what it is. Um, It's just Google Translate. Well, Google Translate's Japanese sounds wonderful. Anyway, it was around this time that he started the second cult that we really get the godlike version of him, which is kind of like his final form type of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just really? use it. You might as well. You might as well. He's not over 9,000 yet, but he's getting there. He's um, dead. <laughs> I'm saying at this point. Or is he? At this point. We are not at the end mm-hmm. yet. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, in 1985, there was an article that appeared in a Japanese magazine, which does roughly translate to Twilight Zone. I saw a couple things that did equate that to the American Twilight Zone. It is not the American Twilight Zone. It is not the same thing at all. They're not affiliated with each other. But it is a magazine, uh, and it's very, very popular in Japan, or at least was at the time. And this magazine had a photo of him showing that he could levitate. It's like the best photo. And it talks about him (laughs) and how he's been learning, specifically in his own words, how to do anti-gravity techniques. Mm. So that's what he was trying to do. The picture, which you'll see in the newsletter eventually, totally does not look like he's in a lot of pain. Like oh, yeah. And we'll, I know exactly what he's doing like in that he's photo. balancing on invisible nails. <laughs> 
But yeah, so he so the, his levitating thing is going to become kind of like the crux of the cults, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to the anime aspect because the whole first episode is literally about it's about how he first started to levitate. That's the entire first mm-hmm. episode of the anime. Mm. Um, Important milestones. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this was the beginning of his godlike status. So, and then in 1987, we get the threequel, which is Om Shinrikyo or Om Supreme Truth. Yes, that's kind of what it's anglicized to, is Om Supreme Truth. Right. Yep. And it is said it's a combination of Buddhism, New Age, occultism, Christian, apocalyptism. Nope. Apocalypticism. There we go. (laughs) I practiced that, too. I knew I was going to fuck that up. (laughs) Nostradamus's Prophecies and Isaac Asimov's Foundation Series, which is your basic run-of-the-mill cult starter kit. (laughs) Every time we talk about cults or that you two with another guest talk about cults, it it is almost this exact thing. Yeah. A list of a bunch of religious... And and sci-fi shit that they're like, I'm legit because I believe in all these things. Yeah. You take a little bit of godlike status, sprinkle in a little bit of social anxiety, just throw in a little bit of sex and some sci-fi. Or lack of sex. Along with a doomsday prophecy, you got yourself a cult. Okay, so I heard, but I in some of my research, that Asahara wrote a book called Secrets of Developing Supernatural Power. However, if you Google that... It comes up, I mean, it comes up with a bunch of stuff that's that's similar in nature to what this is. I couldn't find any actual proof that he wrote a book called that. He did write a couple books. Okay. I do know that. So I don't know which. Maybe they're not widely available like on Amazon. I doubt they're widely available. (laughs) And if anything, they're probably not available in America. I was like, why can't I find this on Amazon? You can find anything on Amazon. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Tokyo, or um, not Tokyo, if the Japanese government suppressed it. Sure. Well, probably. Because it's even hard to find the anime. Like, you can Mm -hmm. find it on, like, YouTube and stuff, but... It is few and far between. Yeah, there's not a lot. And I it's very shitty quality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and he he considered himself a messiah of sorts from the very beginning. He is quoted as saying, I am the ultimate deliverance. I came to this earth from a utopia called Shambara with orders to be a messiah to the human race. I have acquired supernatural powers through rigors of mind and body. Hmm. Which is something a lot of people especially in New Age religions, believe they can do is that they can acquire supernatural ability yeah. through meditation. Yep. Which, good on ya. I saw a video one time of a guy who thought it was a kid. He was like 14. And he recorded a video of himself going Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. It's a real video. <laughs> it's a kid screaming for He's, like five minutes He straight. literally screams for like five minutes straight. And he turns red and starts to like rip his shirt and like try and like pull it off. And he's he at the end just goes... That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I imagine this is a lot like. Yeah, right, right. I mean, based on that picture of him trying to float down there, yeah, I, I can see the same energy. Just scream for five minutes and be like, I feel so invigorated. <laughs> um, I wanted to throw in there, too, that he, on top of all this, also had alternate names for himself. So he called yes. himself Holy Pope, <laughs> uh, Savior of the Country, and Tokyo's Christ. I think Holy Pope is taken. Yeah. That's already copyrighted. The Pope. Oh. You know, the lizard Pope. The the lizard space Pope. Maybe he doesn't call himself Holy Pope, 
But I would He's think the I feel like that's on the nose. Like you are literally the only pope. There's not another one. I don't, like, you can't take my name. I'm the holy one. Like that implies there's another pope somewhere. So yeah, with that, I, I did want to say he did uh, also claim that he was the only person to ever reach Satori in Japan, which is full enlightenment in Japanese Buddhist beliefs. Uh, but he claims he's the only person to ever reach it, which is how the levitating thing started, is the original Buddhist belief, or Japanese Buddhist belief, was that it was like one of six or seven things you needed to do to reach full You know, it's like when people call themselves a prophet because they speak to God. But mm-hmm. I have reached enlightenment. And I'm the only one. Yeah, because I talk to a voice in my head in my bathroom mm-hmm. or in the middle of the woods in a snake or something. I'm just saying I have questions. So the cult was known. So one of the big things is that they were known for attracting young people, which is eventually that. Yeah. But they were known for attracting young people. And it was specifically people who didn't, uh, kind of noted later, who didn't feel like they fit into Japan's materialistic society. Mm-hmm. It had... At the, by the end of everything, it had roughly like 30,000 members, though they, they claimed anywhere from 10 to 30,000, which I would like to say are completely different numbers. They're entirely different numbers. <laughs> Those are uh, entirely I different. I also saw 40,000. Yeah, no, they claimed yeah. quite a few things, but by the end, I saw that they were like, it's either 10 to 30,000, but who knows how many people were like... 100 million I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know if they just Over like... Over 9,000. To be fair, like, you went to their complex and like, you everything that happened at the end and the police were like, Everyone raise their hand if you're in the cults. Like, some of them are going to keep Can their hands down. Can we just say it was a shit ton? <laughs> it was too many for this little I would disaster. say it's probably like 20,000 <laughs> to 25,000 just based on all the people they had. But about 8,000 of those believed by Japanese police uh, were about were doctors or lawyers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. real people in society trained as, like, professionals. So they were just integrated into society. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... It's one of the best cults I've ever seen in that respect because they didn't pull them out. Instead, they were like, you're just going to keep going. Well, they also, yeah, they infiltrated the police, mm-hmm. the um, military in Japan, the... Politics. Politics. I was going to say, like, news media. I don't know what you would call Journalism. it. Journalism. Yeah, journalists. News. Like, they were all over were the everywhere. place. People yeah. were so into this. Yeah, and they were bringing back Fast X. Just cash. And gold. The police said when they eventually raid the compound, which does happen way later down the line, that they find literal stacks of gold. Okay, I have to say this because I think it's hilarious. I googled it. I couldn't find out if it's true or not. Last podcast on the left said that by law in Japan, the police have to announce when they're going to do a raid. So they were not very effective in infiltrating the compound. Yeah, we'll get to... I I put (laughs) a little section of this later. Um, But yeah, basically the Japanese police were useless. They bungle this entire thing. There's Mm -hmm. a whole thing about this where they just... They basically contribute to the cult getting more widespread. Yeah. Well, and they fully mess up at the end. Like, 100% mess up at the end. But yeah, anyway, they were filthy rich. Cash, gold, everywhere uh, when they raided the compound. But it's just kind of a reminder that, like, a lot of times people look at cults and they're like, well, these people are just crazy and they're dumb and they're not intelligent. Cults are often filled with highly, highly Mm -hmm. intelligent people, often, like, some of the smartest people. And they're just socially awkward. That typically is what it is. They don't feel like they fit into society. Has nothing to do with whether you're intelligent. Has nothing to do with whether you're crazy. In fact, a lot of cult members are usually studied later and found to be perfectly normal human beings. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with that. Because I think they get kind of a bad rap. It's honestly just more of a social thing. 
So there are not to say there aren't crazy people. There are I absolutely have crazy people. Met well, my best friend was in a religious cult in downtown Denver. Oh fuck. Like in the late nineties. And she hmm. it was you know, she talked she has told me how she got pulled into it and what she believed about it and then how it changed and she was like, I gotta go. She joined the Peace Corps and moved to Romania. Oh, to oh get- fuck. <laughs> I mean, she wanted to join the Peace Corps, but she was like, I have to go. (laughs) But she has told me that when she was fully in it, and I asked her this, when she was fully, fully in it, she would have killed for them Mm -hmm. because she was so, she was so like 100% believed everything they told her. Yeah. 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 You ain't safe. You think you're smart. (laughs) (laughs) They'll just leverage that smartness against you. Plus, and there are people who born into cults who just have no other story. (laughs) They just don't know any better because they're just, or or they don't get a chance to know any better because they got to work on a ship that's owned by Scientology. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. uh, But yeah, obviously. Speaking of awful things. Hitler. Hitler. Let's talk, <laughs> about, let's talk about Hitler. Yeah, let's talk about... I really <laughs> thought we might avoid bringing up the Nazis, but nope. You can't avoid come. bringing up the Nazis. You can't really they, do that when their main have, weapon was a Nazi weapon. Yeah. They have their foot in everything. They really do. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of why... So like, if you're asking yourself, like, why were his beliefs so bad? Like, what did he do if you don't know the ending of this? Which, if you don't, stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> gets bad. Uh, but anyway... One thing for sure is that he had some really bad ideals. Uh, one of those was that Hitler was a, quote, true prophet yep. and had mystical powers. So that's he believed fault. that Hitler was also somewhat enlightened. I think that's all you have to say. I don't I don't really think we have to. You wouldn't even have to End say. podcast. End, just really, play the outro. <laughs> that right is the there. end of the story. You should yeah. play the outro <laughs> Hitler and then was end a prophet. <laughs> Take it what for what you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that kind of... So, like, like it, it's such a weird thing to me, though. He thought Hitler was a prophet, but then he claims that he's this divine hero who his ultimate goal is to, like, like loosely quote, absorb negativity and bring positivity to the world. Well, he is a liar. Yeah. And then he's <laughs> like, let's true. start Armageddon. <laughs> you what? know what? He did have that bad quality of being a liar. <laughs> Yeah, one of his specific things was that this cult would take over the Japanese government in the aftermath of World War III that is started by the U.S. Mm -hmm. I love how most other countries think the U.S. will start World War III. I mean, we We just start wars in other countries and pretend we had nothing to do with it and then send our military in to save the day. What? We totally didn't do that Vietnam at all. Is this little bit about his predictions coming from Adventures Through Mountains and Temples? Is that from the anime or is that like a real thing? So before the anime was ever a thing, uh, he actually, yes. uh, So some of his original claims uh, and kind of what led to him being a doomsday, uh, what's the word for it? Cult leader. I guess so. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) what led to his doomsday prophecies is actually originally he was not the person that saw the prophecies. But it came from his fabled adventures. And I say fabled because they're probably completely bullshit. I don't think this partially what? blind man who had some weight problems, especially towards like the 90s. I don't think he was walking through the mountains by himself on long treks, visiting what was specifically quoted as mountain hermits uh, in 1985. <laughs> 
So he just was like, well, that's what all the cool kids are doing, so I'll say I did that. He has lots of Me adventures, too. some of which are detailed in the anime. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand all of them because it's it wasn't... I found one episode in English that's captioned in English, yeah. and all the rest, I just kind of watched the visuals, and my mind melted. Anyway, in 1985, supposedly, he went to the mountains in Japan where he was studying meditation and things like that, and he met some mountain hermits, uh, and they... They told him that the world was going to end soon because they had they had envisioned, I guess, a an apocalypse that was coming to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be fair here and say that this was like 40 years after the atomic bomb was dropped. So, like, to have doomsday prophecies roaming around in mountain hermits' minds in the mountains, it's not that surprising. I honestly wouldn't blame any J- Japanese person from like 1942 to 1980 something to be like, the world literally ended once. I was going to say to now. Because yeah. And, like, they could drop an atomic bomb on us at any point in time. And that was sort of like an end of the world for them. That was an apocalypse for those for those cities well, and for... Yeah. And let's just say Japan has not had good luck. Atomic bomb, atomic bomb. That was in the same time frame. That was like a day. <laughs> day uh, part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, then, and then, as they're dealing with the aftermath of that, eventually we get... Uh, they have, what, the nuclear plant that explodes Mm -hmm. and leaks radiation into their water. Because of that, they also get hit by a tidal wave. They also have earthquakes. Japan has not had good luck. You mean tsunami? Yeah. It's not just a tidal wave. It's a fucking tsunami. It was a tsunami. Yeah. No, they've had really, really bad luck. And supposedly radiation is consistently leaking out into their water because of the power plant. So... The world is ending. (laughs) And you can do it again. I'm not going to say the mountain hermits were wrong (laughs) if they're real. They're like, we out here and up here it's a little better, but y'all are fucked up. For all we know, all they saw, maybe they did see a vision from the future and it was just like a television broadcast of the power plant. And they were like, well... Obviously, that's the end of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, then in 1986, he met sages who also told him the world was going to end, but they gave no further details. It's interesting how people who predict the end of the world are extremely vague. Yeah. It's going to end because I said so. Maybe they just saw him. Maybe they were talking about his world and they saw 2018, which we'll get into. Maybe they were like, this is awkward. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. So, man. uh, Yeah, you do lots of great stuff (laughs) before 2018. Lots of great stuff. (laughs) And that's as far as my vision goes. Unfortunately, I only have like a 30-year vision range. I can't really see past. Mm. Is that because he's partially blind? Is that the is that a joke? Um, you know, I, I also feel like it's got to be like super awkward if they were like, these next years are the best of your life. And he's like, what? Nothing. Live it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's talk about how he decided to, quote, live it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got all your typical cult shit, you know? Uh, all the followers are... You can't talk to your family. You can't talk to your friends. Everything in your life is now this new church religion monstrosity that you've decided to join for some reason. Yeah, and that especially was true for his nuns and monks. Uh, This was not like your typical small cult. He had literal nuns and monks who took celibacy and everything. So The fuck? Yeah, uh, it started with... I think it started with, like, 30. And then by the end of the cult's good run, by, like, the end of their good seasons, uh, they had over 300 nuns and monks. Jesus. And that's just the nuns and monks. That's not the followers. So, yeah, they they they're very specific about that. But what else did they do? Lots of fun stuff. Well, 
They had all these wild initiation, mm-hmm. quote, rituals, mm-hmm. um, which kind of just seemed like somebody made them up as they went along. Um, this involves things like drinking vials of Asahara's blood. And yeah. wasn't there also bath water involved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he sold his bath water. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like, here you go, welcome to my cult, here's a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, you can buy my bath water for like $1,000. Yeah, he was the original OnlyFans. Yeah. That's exactly what he was. <laughs> um, I guess he also had magic DNA. That's that's where the blood thing came from. Yeah. Oh, so that's why they were drinking. Yeah, blood. he had unique DNA. He was studied by top medical professionals, mm-hmm. obviously, in the actual facilities. He said because originally I was like, well, that's you've got doctors on your side. They'll say anything. They'll call you Superman with a straight face. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say anything. But he claimed it was top medical professionals in the actual medical facilities. But he had a unique, he had unique DNA, hundred percent unique, which I think also kind of came with like his whole like I'm this the return of Jesus and shit like that. Yeah. So, so if you drink his blood, you get his karma. You get his karma. Yeah. You, you get a little bit of that magic DNA. Also. Yeah. Um, um, but there were more things too, including uh, sleep deprivation, starvation, purification rituals, which can vary in whatever. I they read a bunch of things do. like they would make him drink of like different liquid concoctions for days on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, basically purging your body, probably dunking your body in God knows what. And there's a great picture that will be in the newsletter, but they would wear uh, wired electrodes on their heads that would do whatever to them while they were chanting ancient mantras. I guess maybe they thought they were... Maybe they thought they were amplifying their brainwaves. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they also did a lot of drugs. What? Drugs? Yeah. They were also kind of given a lot of drugs. LSD was one of their favorites. <laughs> I read there was a concoction that some of them were given regularly that was meth, LSD, and oh, I forgot the third one. It's like, how did you not die? Oh, wait. <laughs> it was something like roofies, like something that's an upper. Good times. Uh, they had a ritual called the Holy Fire Service where members were forced to gorge on certain foods, but, like, it was like uh, they would just pick somebody out of the crowd and they would say, here's 25 tangerines. You have to eat them all. And if they vomited, they were forced to eat their vomit. Mm. So that's cool. Tasty. Mm. Um, this, This cult also was under a lot of surveillance, not necessarily in the early days, but, like, um, there was Probably a point a where the government call. was watching them. <laughs> And there was a note in there that all of them had very, very, like, red, like, burnt feet. And so that probably indicates that they had been practicing thermotherapy, Mm. which is when followers are purified in just a bunch of scalding water. Burn the bad stuff! (laughs) Yeah. And I found a quote from one of the alleged... um, text that says enlightened believers can separate their bodily senses from their consciousness so they can withstand the high heat that would burn ordinary people. There are so many religions that believe in that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have been trained by submerging for 15 minutes of hot water, for 15 minutes in hot water of 50 degrees centigrade, which is 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Ouch. Like, how do you even, like, still have skin after that? It just makes me think of those stupid volcano sharks that are swimming around. In volcanoes? There, yeah, so there's active volcanoes, and we've now got video footage that sharks just will actively swim around in those areas, even though there's no you reason for them to be there. Like, it's really Hopefully warm. underwater. <laughs> 
They are fish. Well, the like, lava? In the lava, you've got sharks just swooning around in there in a volcano. No, I mean, they are actively, like, they are active volcanoes that go off frequently. Yeah, they're But they're swimming around in these yeah. burning hot yeah. water. And, like, there's hammerhead sharks and everything. Anyway, it's the same thing, just people. How they get their superpowers. I guess so. It is. Um, it is. The shark cult leader is like, here's my doctrination of superpowers. You just swim around in lava. volcano volcano water. Uh, yes, so they were also given something called bitter cookies, and they were definitely not Mrs. Fields. Uh, these cookies weren't baked in the kitchen, but made in the same lab as the Colostridium botulinum experiments. Yikes. I don't think those were cookies. Uh, which I'm sure will come down, but Colostridium botulinum was their first, some of their first experiments with, mm-hmm. like, uh, chemical warfare and that kind of stuff. Yeah, botulinum toxin was their original favorite thing to use, mm-hmm. and they would eventually uh, make like something like 20 metric tons of it. They were probably just testing it on all their cult members to see how they react. Probably. But they're like, it's a cookie. <laughs> Give him two cookies, Carl dies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, one and a half cookies, and I think they won't die, but they'll be under our command for the rest of their lives. <laughs> And then there was, it's called prostration, which is, it was described like a sun salutation, but you just slam your face to the ground and then pop up to your feet. So like violent burpees. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And Asahara used this and he would tell people they had to perform it over a thousand times per day because if they couldn't, then they would feel like I'm failing my, my leader. It was like a weird um, Mm. control strategy. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Exhaust people into submission. Yeah. And then I didn't want to go too deep deep into this part of it, but like there was some weird... So for a while they were a sex cult. What? And then Asahara was like, actually, I think no sex is a better way to motivate people. That is literally 95% of cults. They start as like a free love and like (laughs) mental health meditation cult. And Mm -hmm. then at some point the leader's like, well, no one's paying attention to me anymore. So no sex. They're all just fucking each other in the woods. So turn it off. I'm guessing that this wasn't like a fun peace, love, and freedom type of sex cult? Probably not, no. I've heard some of the things that they've done, too. It's not exactly the best. Yeah. Uh, but it also wasn't really a huge part of the cult, to be honest. It really wasn't. It didn't it last It was minor. Long. Yeah, it's a weird thing to say that that was minor. But uh, they did have... So, like, I want to give an example of kind of how brutal he could actually be. Because we've talked about how he loved Hitler and all those types of things, but a lot of those are, like, just idealistic. It's mm-hmm. not, like, actual... Like, we haven't gotten into some of the murders and stuff yet. But it's, it's more idealistic but just to show how brutal he was. So, as I said, the original cult was said to have been started by he and his wife. I don't agree that that is probably true. I think she's probably just got her name on it, but I don't think she wanted mm-hmm. it. I think she is a uh, an abuse victim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. And it gets, I mean, it, it gets pretty obvious because, so what happened is she refused to join Um Shinrikyo. Specifically, Um Shinrikyo was the one that I saw. She, he had been trying for a long time to get her to join it and to accept him as like this godlike figure. And she said, no, absolutely not. And she said something like she would rather die than join the cult at some point. So 
We can arrange that. Uh, yeah, so mm. he eventually forced her. They had one initiation. If the other ones, if the Miracle Pond, which was his bathwater, and if, if his blood didn't work, oh. uh, then they would physically let you join the cult, which is not the way you want to join. Uh, but anyway, his wife was forced to join by having her bad karma physically removed from her body. Uh, by having her beaten with a cane roughly 50 times, uh, and then she was left in a completely dark room for seven weeks so that she could meditate in isolation. It worked, obviously, because at that point you have completely broken down a human being. Seven mm-hmm. weeks is a long fucking time. That's a long time. It's like two time. months. Two months in a room. And th- she's not the only person that he did this oh, to. He used to routinely lock people in rooms. But usually they at least got a TV in there that we'll talk about that. It's not any better. Yeah, so he completely broke her spirit. She eventually later on would say that what he did for her was the best possible thing because she really didn't realize how much she needed it. Oh yeah, abusers love that line. Yep. They're mm-hmm. like, I'm just keeping you in line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but I just want to give that example because it shows how awful he actually was. Like it shows like the physicality there. Apparently there were, so in the compound, the people who lived in the compound were separated by adults and children. And he would have his children be like little many, like mini cult leaders. <laughs> They, there was an account of his daughter like pouring acid on other kids just so oh. they would like obey her. Jesus. Gross. Yeah, I do have to insert this because I just think it's funny. Uh, the compound living quarters were said to be a mix between a cannery and a concentration camp. Oh, that's, that's not similar. <laughs> not not very homey. No, it feels, feels correct, though. I don't know why sure, yeah. cannery. Um, it's because they were. It was basically a manufacturing plant yeah. for chemical warfare. <laughs> yeah, and guns. true. I guess warfare was, in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His big thing is that he wanted to eventually kind of take over Japan specifically. Mm-hmm. He didn't want like the world. Like he wasn't like Hitler in that way. He wanted Japan. Is what he wanted. Mm-hmm. He probably would have wanted the world eventually. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. One of his other like kind of one of his final things and one of his uh, prophecies was that he really hated America. I'd Shocker. Can't fault you can't fault him on that one completely. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like I said earlier, he said that America would be the one to start World War Three, which was the beginning of the apocalypse. If you drop a couple nukes on it, two cities, yeah. I can see why. Yeah. People would think that. At the end of the day, they killed more people than he did. Uh, so let's just say if you don't like America, it's understandable. Um, but anyway, he because of this, he ended up making a claim that between 90, 1996 and 1998, America was going to nuke Japan again. But only his followers, only the enlightened, would be the people that he could protect because he would project positive energy to save everyone from the nuclear blast. Like We're a gonna, force field? Yeah, exactly. Literally like a force field. Like literally like claim. a force field. Um, (laughs) We'll get into why that's a bit ironic, though, and kind of there's a deeper meaning to that, and it's actually kind of scary. But first, I would really like to talk about the anime. Anime. The anime is... It's crazy to me how the anime is not really mentioned very much if you, like, research this cult. Like, more of what comes up is the attacks. Yeah, they... they, But the anime is not really mentioned. It's actually pretty popular, or it was around the time, too. It became a very popular anime. Granted, the cult had, like, thousands of people in it, too, so it's not surprising, necessarily. Um, But 
That that is one of the things that they are very famous for. They formed the an animation team called Matt, just M A T, and it's manga animation and team. That's what they, it's it's manga animation and team. Okay. It is not the manga animation team. The I don't like that they split project. it up. I don't and team. The and team, team is separate from the manga and the animation. I imagine that was for the moments where they all want to put their hands in a circle and they go and, and team. team. That's, there you go. Yeah, that way you can get together. Uh, they created this around roughly 1990, 1991, from what I could from what I could find. Um, but it was basically just his life and all of his stories about his life. Put into an anime. But only the good stuff. <laughs> only the good stuff. Obviously. Um, the first episode specifically, which I watched all of, it's only like eight minutes. It uh, feels like an eternity. But <laughs> but I watched it, with, it was the only one I could find with uh, English captions. But it, it starts with him with this with this upbeat, crazy, normal-style anime song where he's flying over mountains and he's talking to monks and he's singing. And, and it it's, was totally made in the 80s. It's so, <laughs> yeah, it's totally so early 80s. anime. <laughs> it's, so it, it's, it's honestly, it looks just like other early animes mm-hmm. in that respect for the, for the opening. Um, but the main first story is about his levitation, like we brought up earlier, and it has both real shots of him meditating and animated shots of him meditating but this is all about how he learned how to levitate weirdly enough no live action video of him levitating weird weird that it's so strange uh but anyway just to give kind of a quick idea of how that works he said that he was meditating one day when this like bright hot light came into his mind and he couldn't avoid it he couldn't avoid it so he decided to embrace it and when he embraced it, he realized he started bouncing up and down and bouncing up and down. At this point, all the animated characters behind him were just watching him bounce up and down while he's got his legs folded together. So he's got his legs folded together, and we'll, this is actually an old boobs thing. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> he's got that crisscross applesauce for any Midwestern Americans out here. Uh, <laughs> he bounces up and down, and then eventually he just bounced up, and he didn't come back down. And from mm-hmm. then on, he realized that he was on the path to enlightenment because it's one of the first steps, is levitating. So, again, you don't see him levitate in it. Uh, you do see him meditate in it a lot. Mm-hmm. But his animated character flies over mountains and shit, so that's mm. cool. Is it possible that while he was meditating, he thought he was bouncing up and down? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. No, so th- there is actually a real thing. I remember watching this years and years and years ago. So, monks can and do train to bounce uh, in a meditating position. So they, they do crisscross episodes, uh <laughs> and they cross their legs like that. And what they do is they throw their, their like the whole force of their legs while they're sitting underneath them and they launch up in the air. They'll do this off of pillows and they'll eventually, I mean, like anything else, like they'll train their bodies to where they can get higher and higher. And it is wild some of the things they can do. Like they could literally like, in terms of our apartment, we've got like a normal ceiling on our apartment, but like they could literally go like, oh, over our ceiling. It, it's actually crazy how high they can jump. And I've seen videos of them doing it. They call it levitating. It isn't because they come back down. It's falling with style. <laughs> it's just jumping from a sitting from like from a sitting down position. That's painful. It's it's incredibly impressive. Like they could slam dunk a basketball from this position <laughs> and I think it's amazing. This is pretty much what he's claiming happened to him, but he claimed that like he just immediately started levitating. Like it just took like a day and he was like, "Oh man, I'm suddenly enlightened." Was and it levitating. 
guys. I'm so enlightened. No work. But then, how does this end? It ends with the most cult-like thing I have ever seen. I mean, what else are you expecting? <laughs> it ends on this blue screen with like these bright white oh balls God. of light flying at your face, and this woman is like, is like, oh, love our God, love our cult leader. Did you like what he did? Was that cool to you? Come <laughs> join us then, bro. It sounds like fun, right? I was like, there are definitely subliminal messages. In this. I was watching it. I was like, maybe I should stop. <laughs> she was literally just, she's just like, would you like to come meet him? Would you like to do what he's doing? Come join us. Ooh. We're having fun. Throwing our faces to the ground for the sun and <laughs> eating our own vomit. I think that's what the clown in it also said. <laughs> <laughs> we all float up here <laughs> but it is just like this hypnotic it's hypnotic tones uh hypnotic like even the music has like very specific tones that repeat over and over and over again uh -huh. beyond the music itself like it sounds like an extra thing that they put uh -huh. in and the balls of light are just flying towards your face and there's unless you're watching the captioned version there's nothing on the screen other than the balls of light like hypnotically flying towards you so, because, like, at one point I was like, oh, I'm reading the captions. So I stopped reading them. I was just watching it. And it is very hypnotic. It is. I was looking at it. And then, so I was at an indoor trampoline place with my kid while I was watching this. <laughs> I was looking down. Wait, back up. <laughs> were they levitating? Was that? <laughs> they were. It's so weird. They would, like, fly up in the air for an extended period of time and then come back down. Um, so I would look up to check on him and then look back down. I was like, it's still blue. <laughs> it's still on this. Thing. Yeah. No, it's really long. Like the episode's like eight minutes and the end yeah. of it's like three minutes of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh it's, God. it's a lot, but yeah, so it, they use this to recruit new members and it apparently worked. They actually I mean, got clearly. people off of yeah. this. One of my favorite things I just wanted to say was I didn't get, like, again, it wasn't captioned, unfortunately, like the whole show wasn't. So I didn't get to see what they were saying in this, but the imagery was wonderful. It was just a, like, he's talking and he's telling a story and then all of a sudden there's a ninja jumping around mm -hmm. on a roof and it's animated. It's all animated. And he's like doing like these crazy ninja jumps from like rooftops that you would not be able to jump from real life. But then they switch to a live action ninja. And this oh, ninja, no. it like... It looks like something off of, like, MTV in the 90s. Like, it's just, like, this guy jumping around in an all-black ninja it? suit. It's so it's so poorly done. And then he like he's, like, pulling out a sword and, like, running forward. It's just... It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's so awkward and just kind of gawky in a weird way. But I love it. It yeah. was wonderful. It was my favorite part of the whole thing. I watched that part, like, three times. I do have to say they made him look very... Uh, modern, what modern re Christian religions like their their um, I can't think of the word, but the way they view Christ, mm -hmm. like the the yeah. long brown hair mm -hmm. and the long brown beard, and I was like, that guy doesn't look Asian. Well, and like these like smooth faces, <laughs> big eyes, yeah. like, like friendly face. He's very calm in everything that he does. Yeah, it doesn't look. Right at all. The only thing I can think of with not showing him levitating in that show, though, like through the shots, is maybe like he just flies too high and they couldn't get it with the camera. <laughs> they were like, we can't, we don't have a drone. We can't do a drone shot over like, the mountains well, of him flying. He's up, it's like, he's yeah. up there. I can't. It was just like a speck in the sky, they, guys. They did, and I'm surprised they didn't do this with him. They, they did do this one shot. It was a random, weird shot. Where everything's animated in this, except for the like, there's a split between live action and animated. They don't usually combine the two, but one shot they did, at least one that I saw, which is they drew, they took a plane, 
which looks terrible when you take it out of the animation, and they put it over an actual recorded like B roll <laughs> of a sky, and it's just like flying no. through these like fake or like these real clouds, and it looks awful. It looks like someone clip art like in Microsoft Paint like over someone's shot of the sky. It's really bad. Oh. But I wish they had done that with him because I think that would have been hilarious. He's like in the mountains. Like he, he did go to the. <laughs> he mountains. talks to the mountain hermits and waves. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but there's also like another layer to this whole like media creation with the cult is apparently they had a band, a pop band as well called Perfect Salvation. Do we have a clip of the song of the um, music? I could look it so up. I'm pretty sure the first episode has that little bit to it. This is so. This is one of the songs. Uh, this is from the intro of the show. The entire time he's flying. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah he's, I he's, definitely uh, recommend that listeners that you just go on YouTube and type in. I guess you can type in Om Shinrikyo anime. Yeah. You, and it'll bring up one of those, like a short clip of the intro. It's really, it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's honestly awful but also enjoyable yeah. to watch just once don't you're not gonna want to watch more most likely though some people actually do like the anime i guess I even mean, though it's yeah. really it's bad it's really culty it's really Everyone bad it's very it. culty <laughs> it's very culty um yeah it seems like yeah. they didn't publish anything with said band so oh, okay uh just no it is out there Somewhere. They're like, look, we tried to make money honestly with anime and being musicians, and that didn't work out, so then we just switched to chemical warfare. Actually, first they switched to trying to put people in the fucking elections. Yeah, so their, their takeover of Japan started with anime, but then went to elections. Yeah, as they're like, do. we're going to try and infiltrate the government. And so they were going to try and do it peacefully. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Um, so he actually elected 25 people. 25 of his own members, and hoping that they would be put into positions of power. Um, and I did see that he also thought that this would mean he would immediately be, is it called a prime minister? It's something like of that level. Yeah, of he thought he was going to be moved up in. He thought that the would just grant like immediate. him immediate like, access to yeah. the government, which uh, it got shot down like immediately. Like, they were like, haha, yeah, no. So, I'm sorry, I don't know history very well. Doesn't Japan have a monarchy? It's like a board. It's a board of directors. <laughs> it's called the Diet. Well, they originally had a. They originally had feudalism. That was their original. I thought. I mean, but what is the Diet? I know that. That's that it's like Congress. Yeah. The like, Diet is trained. like Congress. Um, they currently run a constitutional, or oh, okay. according to this. Uh, which is a government website. Uh, Japan is a constitutional monarchy with a parliamentary government, which is what the diet is. Um, So they are still technically a constitutional monarchy, I guess. The prime minister is Yoshihiko Noda, or at least in terms of this thing, which was from 2017. He was still the prime minister and the leader of the Democratic Party there. Hmm. So, yeah, constitutional monarchy. Which is, I guess, works perfectly for him. That's what he wants. Yeah, which, yeah, that's what he wanted, is to move up as basically the prime minister. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they got shut down immediately. Yep. And then he was like, all right, uh, murder. Yeah. We're going to assassinate the person that shut me down. So, and this starts, this isn't like so sudden. He originally is like, okay, I'll just talk to the guy. He thought he was going to be able to influence this guy. Mm. And just, like, his name was like Sakamoto or something like that. And he was like, I'll talk to him. 
We'll figure it out. The guy was like, absolutely not. He said this in the complex. Like, I'm surprised they didn't kill him right there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to make it look like an accident. <laughs> so then they killed three people, and then they were like, oh, no. Okay. Now it doesn't look so like an accident. The story, they strangled, they strangled, like, an infant child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sakamoto had... So it was Sakamoto and like his three family members, or he was part of the three family members, one of the two. Yeah. But they originally were just going to kill and disappear him, and they were going to make it look natural yeah. just in case they found the body. They were going to use botulinum toxin. And then they were like, oh shit, his whole family's home. Yeah. Like, where would else would they be? Well, they originally <laughs> yeah. actually went to go kill him, and they went to his house, but he wasn't home because it was a holiday. This whole thing's <laughs> a farce. This yeah. whole thing is a giant joke. And they go there, it's a holiday, so he's not home. So they just, they go back. Uh, and then they go back a different day and his whole family's there and they're like, well, we'll just kill him anyway. And then after they killed them is when they realized apparently, oh, this doesn't look like a natural death anymore. Yeah, we murdered a child. <laughs> so they took all three bodies and buried them on their complex. They did. I think they um, they ripped their teeth out so mm. it would be harder to get an identification on the bodies. Yeah, and so these people just disappeared, this family, because nobody knew what happened. They mm-hmm. assumed that um, Shinrikyo might have had something to do with it, but they had no proof. And they did actually investigate it. They did go to um, Shinrikyo's complex and try and talk to them, but all the cult said was, he's not here right now. As in, uh, Shoko's not there right now. Mm-hmm. So they never really investigated further than that until a couple of years later. But there's an interesting story about one of the guys who was, again, just kind of show the inner workings of how this cult really was and how dangerous, I guess, and how just strong they were. Like, once you're in there, you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. So one of their members who was part of the assassination, he was having some second thoughts and he was really worried uh, because he just did something that was awful and he felt terrible about it. So they were worried he was going to squeal. And uh, also, um, uh, Shoko used to claim that he was a mind reader. So he used that as kind of a reason to do this. But they threw this guy into a small prison cell. When I say small, he was barely able to lay down. That's a quote from the man who was thrown in the prison cell. He was barely able to sh- like fully lay down with his body extended. They threw him in there for a month. He didn't, was not allowed to leave for a month. One, a couple, just a couple, like a man and a woman, brought him food, and those are the only people he saw for an entire month. Other than that, a television was in there that played 24 hours a day Shoko's face. Blech. They just played Asahara's face uh, and his rantings and ramblings. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the month, the guy came out and he was like, I trust you completely. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's just conditioning. I'm it's, also, I, I, I get why they did that, but I'm honestly surprised like that they let him live. <laughs> yeah. It seems extreme. They're like, we could kill him, or... He actually... So he started to do conditioning techniques like that, I read, mm-hmm. because when they first started their initiations, they messed up on some kind of water initiation and actually drowned a dude. Uh, so I don't know if they were like, you're baptized, and they just got into a conversation and forgot, or like, like, what was going on? still (laughs) underwater. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Breathe. Breathe. Uh, but he didn't. But he actually got, they came under fire for that, because that member just disappeared, and it was noticed. But they obviously hid the member, so that they didn't know. But they didn't want anyone to notice again. And if anything like that was ever found out, like their cult members were disappearing weird, like mysteriously, or dying, then they would lose their religious status. Did they say they went to live in the mountains with hermits? (laughs) There you go. They could have used that. He was reassigned. Uh, 
He's yeah. on medical leave. I'm sorry, isn't that the Scientology thing uh, where the wife is still disappeared to this day? Nobody knows where she went. She was supposedly going to divorce the main guy, and yeah. then she's gone. And then she disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Scientology. Yeah, she went to a spa, and uh, <laughs> she lives there now. She does. Yeah. Um, I was going to say about, this kind of makes me think of what the Nazis did with, like, Joseph Mengele, and, like, in the concentration camps, they're like, well, we have these perfectly good bodies, and I have this idea for human experimentation, mm-hmm. so mm, we're just going to try it. Yeah, speaking of things getting worse, yeah. shit somehow got worse. Yep. And It always the, does. Yep, the leader just became more deluded by his own bullshit, and the cult just kind of devolved into, we are here to start and, I don't know, maintain Armageddon. Well, so that's not what their goal was outwardly. They were there to stop Armageddon. That was the goal. For themselves. Well, yes, but they were there to stop Armageddon. Armageddon was from the negative karma people that were outside of the cult. Mm. That was what it was going to be started by. And this came after his elected officials were shut down. Yeah. So. And then they were like, how about we start experimenting with chemical weapons and mind control and, uh, like, building guns, like a lot of guns, mm-hmm. and just warfare in general, including nuclear bombs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, so referencing that America is going to bomb uh, Japan with a nuke in 1996 to 1998, somewhere around there. It seems very obvious now, didn't at the time, thought just crazy prophecy, but now it seems very obvious he was planning on making that prophecy true. Right. That was the whole point, is he wanted to nuke They were going to drop a bomb and be like, the Americans did it. Yeah, they were going to blame And then they were going to take over Japan. You want to know what else happened at this time? The USSR dissolved. Yeah, and they had a lot of followers in Russia. A lot of Soviet-era supplies to buy, too, which they did. They bought Mm -hmm. a lot of Soviet-era supplies. And he was even supposedly, like, in Russia himself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I said... Asahara totally benefited benefited from their liquidation sale. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and on top of that, all things must go. (laughs) They had an arsenal of biochemical weapons, um, including VX, uh, botulism neurotoxin, as we talked about, um, anthrax, Q fever, and a lot, lot more. I want to let people know, when we say arsenal... Of, like, anthrax, for instance. Uh, We're not talking, like, a closet full of baggies with anthrax in it. They had tons, like, metric tons of anthrax. Mm -hmm. And they they were manufacturing it. Yeah, because, again, they had some of the top minds in Japan, like, some of the top youngest minds in Japan at that point. This was a huge cult. The crazy, crazy cult. Yep, and on top of that, they had somehow manufactured a giant microwave oven, basically, in which they incinerated their enemies' bodies. What the fuck? Yep, and so, like you just said, Cam, they had many well-educated scientists, and that basically gave them, these like these scientists, free reign to do human experiments yep. on whatever they wanted. And that's from anything from like the effects of certain drug cocktails on people. They had a practice of trying to figure out how many electric shocks directly to the brain would cause memory loss. So they were using that on people that were like thinking about leaving or like, they needed to kick out and delete their memories. And they did successfully, like, they had one of his, um, like, one of the leader's drivers. They successfully deleted that memory from his brain. Did they also find how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> and I was going to say, too, like, did they start by experimenting on themselves, like their own researcher? He's like, I think we can figure what out how many electric shocks do? to the brain is going to cause amnesia. So he, like, puts it on himself, and he's like, one... 
two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> I can't find the answer, guys. What was eight? What, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I, yep. What is this helmet? And they also had like all kinds of other brain altering experiments. Yeah. And I read one account from a guy that got out who said that he was brought in, told nothing. He was handed a, a cup of yellow liquid. Drink this. Which he drank. He then got dizzy, passed out, seemed like he was out for several days, and he woke up and he had four incisions on his head. Isn't that the plot to Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> Almost, I guess. That's what the author wanted to do. That's, that's what that is. Yeah, and so after that, he left. He said he had swollen, tender holes in his head, mm. and they found that he had had electrodes inserted into his head. This is why conspiracy theories are alive and well today. Because oh. of shit that cults like this do mm. to people who are just like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this is why you don't drink a random cup of yellow liquid. Also, don't well, you were in the cult already. You do whatever you're asked, you know? Yeah, and then I mean, after I guess that, so. he was like, fuck this. But also, it's like when you, you have a cup of something, you're like, oh, that's terrible. Smell this. <laughs> <laughs> Here, drink this. Um, okay. So it's not surprising, really, that they thought Hitler was great, because that's basically what they were doing. Uh, yeah, they're like the Nazis. Yeah. They knew like, what they were doing. They're like store brand Nazis. That's yeah. pretty much what they are. <laughs> I hate to put it that way. It's just true. The Kroger brand of Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, oh, on top of this, like, like bio and, like, biochemical research they were doing, they were also... Like, basically mixing science fiction in with the kinds of weapons they thought they were going to manufacture. Yeah. yeah. Including plasma guns. Yes! Pew, pew! So, they thought, you know, obviously, as we mentioned, they would be the only ones to survive the coming apocalypse, which meant they had to create the most high-quality guns. <laughs> and so I found this quote that reads, Enlightened believers produce an electromagnetic field. When the plasma from outside affects your body, you can take it as your own energy and you will be more powerful. And this was said by a follower talking about how they were going to produce plasma cannons that would evaporate their enemies because actually the U.S. had already been using them in Iraq and they wouldn't be affected by it because it only makes them more powerful. Cool. Yep. And they claimed that, I don't know if this is true because I didn't look into it, but they claimed that um, Iraqis say that they've only found around 8,000 bodies of those that have been killed, but there are actually 100,000 people missing. And so they are saying that they use plasma cannons to evaporate all the bodies, I That's guess. literally the plot of Batman Begins, by the way. It's the microwave <laughs> gun. It's the, it's the thing that But they are steals. so powerful in their enlightenment that they will simply absorb the plasma energy. Yeah, they. I. some of my research led to, like, um, Asahara was so into the dystopian... Um, idea from Isaac Asimov's foundation series that he was like, this is legit. This is doable. Yeah. And there were people who have, have interviewed some of the, the followers that were also like big into that series. Mm -hmm. And they, these people were like, it sounded like we were talking to a crazy science fiction nut yeah. because that's basically what it is. But yeah. then they actually did something about it. Well, motherfucking L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer before yeah. he created Scientology. Like, And then they here we are. Definitely go hand in hand. Yeah, it's like the nerdiest cult. Mm -hmm. But it's not a fun, nerdy cult. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a, the fun kind of nerds, like Dungeons and Dragons hangout yeah, time. Yeah. So it was about, like, this is about the peak of their cult. Mm -hmm. so this is when they have what they claimed to be about 9,000 like local members in Japan. Uh -huh. 
and then thirty to forty thousand worldwide. Well, you can just claim whatever you want worldwide. Mostly <laughs> in Russia. I estimate. Mm-hmm. And like they had people everywhere. There were people in the police. There were people in military. There were people in politics. It was nuts. Yeah. And in the meantime, they were committing biological terrorism. Yep. And so then 1995 happened. Yeah. Uh, so the whole electoral thing, that was kind of like the finishing touch on everything. That was the, well, we're fucking done. We're not going to get that this peacefully. Kind of turning point. So we're going to do this the wrong way. Uh, this is when he full on just talks about prophecies of nukes, natural disasters, biological attacks, everything. Freemasons. Yeah. He literally claims that who's going to start the end of the world by all of this? Well, of course, the worst people. The Freemasons. And he also claims the Jews. The Jews. Because we can't just leave Jewish people out of any <laughs> conspiracy that we find. I I swear oh, to God. Why are they the scapegoat? Like, I don't... Yes. They do. They do it with everything. It's like when flat earthers do it. Where they're like, the earth is flat and we don't like Jews. What the fuck? I don't get it. But anyway, yeah, the Jewish population and the Freemasons were the two. Of course, in this one, it makes sense because he was a huge fan of Hitler. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess. But (laughs) he claimed that only the enlightened, which were his followers specifically, Mm -hmm. you couldn't be enlightened. You couldn't absorb plasma cannons. (laughs) And Uh, you have a force field. Only they would survive. But actually, so this is where this is more interesting than any other doomsday cult out there. Because he is not just like, don't worry. I know what's going on. I, I did all the numbers and the biblical math adds up to this day, like we've talked about before on this show. It's not that. He is just telling people outright, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm giving you this prophecy because I'm the one writing the plans here. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen. So from 1990 to 1995, they commit about 48 biological terrorist attacks these are not known in terms of like who's doing it the police have their suspicions but they have no proof at all are, are you just counting ones that were successful or are you counting all the ones that they tried and no. did nothing no let's okay so Some really just, great just fails. be like really honest in terms of what they wanted to do all of them were failures Every single one yes. except for the last one, which even that one didn't do what they, what they completely wanted. It's kind of a failure in its own way. The last one, which is in 1995, which we'll talk about here in a minute, is the most famous. It's the reason why the cult's so famous worldwide. It's the reason why the cult basically dissipated also. And it's also their most successful. Their most successful. In total, over 1990 to 1995, they killed roughly 75-ish people. They killed only about 75-ish people on 48 biological weapon attacks. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of biological weapons. Yeah. And one of those included, they literally dropped anthrax on an entire village of people. And they but everybody s- lived. Everybody lived. That one completely, <laughs> everybody lived. Yeah, they they failed 48 times. Can I throw in what I found sure. about probably why they failed so much? Yeah. Um, so they had like this big facility where they manufactured all of their like biochemical weapons and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it was basically like a ragtag, like, we're going to, like, janky rig this whole thing. And so when the facility was investigated after the cult had kind of dissipated, they found basically these huge vats. And a lot of these chemical weapons have to be, like, cultured with bacteria. And so that requires very specific 
environments for those bacteria mm -hmm. to actually grow. Like a lot of them have to have no oxygen, like anaerobic, mm -hmm. and a lot of them have to be temperature controlled. Like specifically the botulinum toxin is one that I read this on. But they also didn't want to buy real ingredients because they didn't want to trace back to them. So one of the things they did specifically for like botulinum toxin is they found um, an area where dirt typically has that uh, bacteria in it. Oh. So they would go scoop the dirt out and then try and get their scientists to get that one strain of fucking bacteria out of probably billions of bacteria. Yeah. And so basically that's not really possible when you have a ragtag group of scientists that don't really know what they're doing. I also heard that they wanted to create like um, an airborne gas. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And they were having trouble with it. So they're like, well, it works really well when it's in liquid form. But you can't just, like, spray the ground yeah, with... Yeah. They'd be like, why am I wet? Well, so, um, mostly what they ended up manufacturing was just this, like, yellow liquid that... Here, drink this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get hundreds of people to do that. Well, Jonestown. Uh, you, you <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, did Om Shinrikyo actually kill more people than Jonestown? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they kind of just had this, like slightly toxic soup that wasn't really refined enough Yummy. to do much of anything. So all of their like homemade anthrax and botulinum toxin and VX and sarin gas and whatever the fuck else was not really They're like, here, like well pass made. out the punch and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of the reason why these failed so much because they weren't toxic enough. Right. You said pass out the cookies, and all I can think of is like the joke we made earlier. You need two cookies, so you gotta package them like Mrs. Fields. It's always gotta be two. It has to be two cookies in each package. Oh my god! So great. Not a sharing size written on the bag. Do not share. Do not share. Um, they one incident where they were trying to release some toxin to a group of people, and they were in like a like a Scooby Doo van. What? And misjudged their calculations and they released it inside the van. So there was just a bunch of vapor and stuff like in the van. It was just so, such a blunder of idiocracy. Yep. Yeah, just to kind of show that, like an idea of how this kind of works. So to, it's like a rough timeline. I'm not going to give you every single incident because again, there's like 48 incidents over the course of five years. Uh, which is about 10 terrorist attacks a year, by the way, which is a lot. That's a but lot. let's just start with why nobody noticed. Uh, so from, in about March, over the course of about four months in 1990, uh, they start dumping hundreds of metric tons of botulinum toxin over Tokyo. Uh, in about 20 to 40 different times they do this. No one notices. They <laughs> fail completely. <laughs> Like, yeah, they, like I said, they couldn't actually refine the strain. Well, yeah. So it was really like just basically dirt water, but I think. Just, I, I can't. Heightened dirt water. Like, this would, like, if this wasn't so sad, it'd be fucking hilarious. Because they're literally <laughs> over here dumping toxin into Tokyo while everyone's living their normal lives. No one notices. Yeah. Because they're not doing it correctly. Um, so then, in roughly May of 1993, just kind of skipping a bunch of stuff. Uh, they produce like 20 metric tons roughly of anthrax and then they spray it and it doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. And then another one that they fail at. Uh, they produce a bunch of botulinum toxin again and they spray it from a car, which fails. They then try, try to use sarin, 
which they then spray from something else, from a truck this time. It also fails. <laughs> they just routinely fail. They did mm-hmm. injure a lot of people. I do want to say that. They did yeah. injure like hundreds, if not thousands, if like minus the Tokyo uh, subway attacks. Like minus that one. Outside of that, they did probably injure like a couple mm-hmm. thousand people. But again, not as many. If you, like anthrax is a very dangerous thing. A couple thousand people does not make an Armageddon. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So you have this guy who's like, you're all going to die, but he can't get his formulas correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just like clicking an empty gun at people. Like nothing's happening. But yeah, th- so those are just like some examples of just what didn't work. The other thing that kills me is they tried to like assassinate specific people mm-hmm. with these chemical warfare things. Like, there's a guy who runs a support group for people who leave the cult. And so, obviously, he's a target. Right. And he lived from, like, so, like, a member tried, one single member tried to pump his car full of sarin gas. And it didn't work because he just got out of the car. (laughs) He's like, my car smells weird. I think I'll So, like, he lived. And they did, they consistently did things like that. Like, just kind of spray gas at people and hope. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they did. They, they literally sprayed an entire village with anthrax. They sent like 293 people to the hospital, but all minor injuries. With anthrax. Mm-hmm. With, which should have killed all of them. Should have killed every last person. But this takes us into uh, roughly January of, or no, it was March. It was March of 1995 uh, is when they attacked the Tokyo subways in the famous uh, sarin attack, which ends up killing... Roughly 13 people, 12 people, something like that. It's kind of, it's like everything I see is like 10 to 13 people, somewhere around there. Uh, and it injures roughly 55 to 6,000, like 5,500 to 6,000 yeah, people. It's a lot. And this was also near the police headquarters in Tokyo, which is why they released it there. Mm-hmm. Now, the worst part about this, so they claim this is staged by the police. Because yeah. nobody at this point knows, in theory, that they are actually <laughs> consistently trying to commit terrorism. Uh, so they're like, no, this is the police staging it. And they're going to try and mm-hmm. harm us because the Japanese are working with the American-European Union to take down Japan's economy, which is a real thing he believed. Police, however, as it turns out, this isn't a good thing that police release. And I honestly don't know why they said it, to be honest. Like, I guess good for them for being honest with people. But the police say after they raid the compound, because they raid it within like a week after this attack happens. And it turns out they were going to raid the compound anyway, because they knew that the attack was probably Mm -hmm. going to happen. They had already had word that it was going to happen, but they didn't get their gas masks that they had ordered, apparently, (laughs) until the day before. And then they didn't get permission to go and do it because they were waiting on the gas mask. So they get the gas mask, and then they're expecting you to do it within a couple days, but they strike before the police can get there. So essentially, they someone put in an order, I guess, for Amazon, and it was just backed up, I guess. Supply chain. Oh, my God. <laughs> you hit three-day delivery. We needed next-day delivery. Oh, my God. So anyway, police actually should have raided them before all this happened, and it would have avoided this crisis. Mm-hmm. But instead, the police fucked up royally. Oh, my God. The police fuck up constantly. They do. Also, this wasn't the last attack. Uh, They did try multiple times to attack. They tried uh, in April after March, right after this, the next month, they tried to use hydrogen cyanide in a restroom in a shopping center. Didn't work. Uh, They tried in May to also use hydrogen cyanide, but they had to abandon their equipment because they got caught. So they didn't get to release that one. And in May, like two days later in May, uh, they tried to attack the Tokyo subway again 
with hydrogen cyanide, but the chemicals don't mix properly, and they only injure four people. And then, well. such is the end of their terrorist attacks, because then the police grab seven of the members, seven of the top members. Including and those leader, guys yep. are including like, Shoko. fuck this, I am so done. And actually, the only reason why they found, so one of the reasons why they found Shoko was because after the attacks, he wasn't broadcasting from Japanese uh, radio anymore. He was actually broadcasting from Russian radio. They found this out because Russian officials actually worked with Japan to catch him. Mm. So they caught him. Well, they banned this religion in mm-hmm. Russia. So. Right. So, it, But they, they still heard the radio broadcast. They're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? Turns out he was broadcasting from Russia at that point. So, yeah. But they did catch him. Uh, they put him in prison, and he was sentenced to death. His appeals ran out roughly before 2018, and Japan hung him. Which yep. is very archaic, but I feel like appropriate for the situation mm-hmm. um, in terms of if you're going to do that. But they, yeah, they hung him and like this, I mean, it sounds like a very public display at that point. You're like, this is what happens. They should have made him drink blood and then beat him 50 times with a cane and then hung him. <laughs> that's kind of brutal because like my brain makes me think he's drinking his own blood, which is like, that's a brutal that's way to go. Probably. I think they should have just... They, like, he should have been like, when's my death sentence? They shouldn't have given him the right time. They should have just been like, anyway, here's your drink for today. And just this yellow liquid. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so he did die officially in 2018. His wife is still alive. And as I understand it, I guess there are two sects of the cult now. Yeah. Two different versions. Well, I actually wanted to make a note real quick on how the government, the Japanese government, did, like, little nothing this, this whole time. Yeah, they were worthless. They never yeah. banned this religion. Nope. Meanwhile, in just about every other country internationally, including here and Russia, this Am Shinrikyo is a terrorist organization, is how we view it, mm-hmm. uh, which is fucking fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they never did any any move to make the cult illegal. Um, they had real laws in place where they could have said, this cult's a danger to society, uh, ban them, you're not allowed to follow this, just like the rest of us did. Yeah. Um, but they decided that it didn't pose an immediate and obvious threat to society. What? Okay. And then they made a bunch of empty promises about how they would eventually just kind of um, amend that specific law that allows them to ban certain religions, and they would amend that to make it more specific so they could take out the cult for good, which they never did. And they just, just kind of hand right off to the side. No terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of assumed it would fizzle out, which obviously they were so much more than wrong. <laughs> yes. And yes. then, like the things that Cam have said about how like they didn't get their fucking gas masks in time, so they just did nothing and let it happen. And uh, they were useless. And then he didn't even get executed until 2018. Yeah. Well, because his appeals ran out. To be fair, that is the court system. So yeah, you still. use your appeals until it runs out. And whether or not you agree with like execution, I still think hanging him like you're going to do it is a perfectly appropriate way to do that, mm-hmm. other than just like straight up gassing him with his own stuff, I guess. Actually, that's what they should have done. They should have kept his stuff and been like, we have vats of it, and we're just going to keep using it until it works. We will try 70 different times <laughs> to kill you with all of this. Here's the, yeah, no, you, get, you did 48 terrorist attacks, you get 48 <laughs> tries. If you live... You're staying in prison for the rest of your life. <laughs> if not, well, there you go. Yeah. You better hope your people were wrong. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. After, you know, after he and several other members went to prison, um, 
pretty much most of the rest of the cult members were like, eh. Maybe we should try religion instead of Yeah, so they initially just changed their name to LF. Mm -hmm. And um, they basically decided to completely pull away from um, Asahara's everything. His teachings, and they just just kind of moved into their own cult. But also at this point... um, they were deemed a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. Or at least specifically Um Shinrikyo was. Yeah. So they got away from that. They changed their logo. They changed their name. It's kind of how, like, Concast changed their name to Xfinity. <laughs> because of, <laughs> yeah, because of Concast's fake terrorist plots. <laughs> Facebook changed their name to Meta. Yeah. You know. Yeah. As you do. Um, and then apparently they also tried to, or they didn't try, but they did set up a fund to help. Um, compensate the families who were uh, affected well, by the nice. siren attacks, um, but they were still under government surveillance. Like this, this wasn't like they got off easy just by changing their name. They, there's like laws in place in Japan where they can put cults under surveillance if they think they're a threat. Yeah, and so I mean, they did they do that. that in Probably too, a good though. call. Mm-hmm. Except for Scientology, which I think has the government under watch more than yeah. I think it's backwards. But then the leader who took over for Asahara decided to also just leave and then start his own called Hikari no Wa, which is Circle of Rainbow Light in 2007. Yep. And so now they kind of just have two separate cults that are both still around. Uh, Hikari no Wa tried to put in an appeal to stop the, the government surveillance, which worked for like six months to a year or something. And then they're back under surveillance because they're too similar to um, Shinrikyo, which is why both of them are under surveillance. So, yeah, here we are. They seem to be less on the terrorism now, though, but who knows. Yeah, I like how their name is the Circle of Rainbow Light. They're like, let's get away from the name. They're like, let's do the Circle. And they're like, no, that doesn't sound like, <laughs> doesn't sound nice enough. We'll do the yeah. Circle of Light. Oh, Rainbow, Rainbow Light. Light. Rainbow light. <laughs> oh. But they are both still recognized religions, which is the mistake they made with Um Shinrikyo for so long. Yeah, yeah according to Google right now, um, Hikari Noah has about 106 members. They are not mm. at all. So they're fizzling out. They are not at all the Um Shinrikyo of the 90s. And it's all one family. <laughs> yeah, I read that LF had like less than a thousand people so like it wasn't it's not anywhere close to the monster cult that they used to be because Unshinrikyo had 300 something nuns and monks alone Mm -hmm. let alone members uh yeah that's that is that is um Shinrikyo I do want to say like one of the things about cults is all of these big cults give like little I guess like foundations like a bad name I think it's kind of an interesting thing because I'm willing to bet over the course of multiple countries there have been cults that you've never heard of because they never did anything. Mm-hmm. They're cults, sure, but they don't do anything. They're probably yeah, they don't kill anybody. <laughs> well, no, they don't kill anybody. They might not harm their own members. I'm not saying like I'm not going to say all cults do that. I just think it's an interesting thing because they always start with like peace, love, happiness, meditation, mm-hmm. sex, and then they go into no more sex. We'll still still do the meditation, and then let's hurt people. And I, I think that's such a weird trip to take. I think most run-of-the-mill cults these days are like one guy who's like, I just what money? fooled a bunch of people into giving me money. Yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that yeah. seems fair. My meditation practice the radar. is different than everybody else's, and it costs $400 to take the first class. Yeah. 
it literally cost a thousand dollars to drink his blood or over a thousand dollars to drink his blood at the Ugh. time and yeah. get his dirty bath water yeah and his Ugh. dirty bath water Yummy. Se- seriously first only fans though he yeah. did it before the <laughs> people doing it now so yeah yeah um good times he was first yep Anyway, that's Am Shinrikyo. Uh, I don't. There's not really like a "what do you think" section to this. Not really. I mean, there's not. I don't. Conclusions. Do you think they were a cult? Yes. yes. I mean, that's obvious. I don't. You think they were horrible? Yes. I mean, yeah. The conclusions are. I think if it wasn't so tragic that they did actually manage to kill people, I do find it hilarious. This wily e. Coyote Roadrunner thing, where they're constantly like ordering all these acme products that never work like that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much the entirety or again like going back to the scooby-doo thing like it's mm-hmm. like they're, they're just like scooby-doo villains seriously like scooping a shovel full of dirt out and being like we're gonna pull this one strain of bacteria out of this yeah. sa- sample of are you insane yeah they're they're playing these games that are bigger than them yes. and it doesn't really it's work. all science fiction that's it, the part of the nerd yeah, yeah well and it also shed a lot of light like as i was doing my research i'm like damn there were a lot of people that were cool with like mass destruction and death they were like yeah that sounds that sounds good mm-hmm. and I, I think the biggest thing that i will say i guess is that i do think that his prediction from 1996 to 1998 that a nuke would go off in japan is essentially what he said he said it would be america that did it but obviously they were experimenting with uranium and stuff like that i have a feeling they would have blown up their own complex at some point Mm -hmm. i think someone would have fucked up royally and they would have just blown themselves up so i do think it might have been nuked and it probably would have been mount fuji because that's where they did a lot of their experiments Mm -hmm. they had a complex in mount fuji so yeah so let's just be happy that that didn't happen because they were buying Soviet era supplies. Mm-hmm. So they were truly like dangerous. They just needed a little more refinery to really be as successful as they wanted to be. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, they probably I'm willing to bet like we don't have a real number on it. Cause it's hard to say with a cult that keeps things secret. I'm willing to bet they killed more of their own people than anyone else. They probably yeah. killed and maimed more of their own people than anyone else. Mm-hmm. So they were more than anything, a bigger danger to themselves trying to become this dominating cult than they were to the Which, world. Which, I mean, I think that happens to a lot of cults. Like, you look at the, t- the top one, Jonestown, obviously, Heaven's Gate. They're like, yeah, it's just easier to hurt our own members than it is to, like, plan worldwide attacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that always seems to be the way it is. It's like, at some point, I think the cult leader usually realizes, oh, well, I'm just going to start attacking my own people instead of the world because yeah, I'm not going to win that. easier. But he never realized it. Nope. He never got to that point. So I think if they hadn't actually caught him and he had managed to get away, I think that's what he would have become. Just a cult leader, quiet cult leader that abuses his own members mm-hmm. and you don't ever hear from him again. Yeah. So yeah, that is Am Shinrikyo. Let us know what you think about them. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's them. That's it. We have a newsletter. We have things in the show notes. We have social media's pages and things. We have things. an email. We have an email. We have a good read. We don't have a fax machine. Please don't fax us. <laughs> you can fax our email. <laughs> By typing out your response. Yes. Um, we also have our virtual tip jar, which you can find the link in our show notes. Yeah. Um, if you feel like helping us keep this podcast ad free that'd be really cool if you want to drop some change in there that'd be sweet yeah anyway i've been Allie. i'm jen i am cameron remember to always stay stitious stay stitious in Japanese. Uh, stay stitious <laughs> and if someone hands you a cup of yellow liquid maybe don't drink it <laughs> <laughs>